Pastor Xavier Reese says, there are many wounded cast down on the path of the seductress. You know, you can jump out of an airplane without a chute and it's pretty thrilling till the last foot. Then it's not so thrilling. You see, we never think because we're too busy living our life by feeling. What's going to make me happy now? What's going to give me the thrill? In Proverbs chapter 7, an arrow struck his liver as a bird hastens to the snare. He did not know it would take his life. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Years ago, the movie Fatal Attraction caused many to ponder the dangers that accompany an adulterous affair. And as Scripture says, there's nothing new under the sun, because the book Proverbs also describes in equally lethal terms, a man falling for an adulteress is as an ox led to slaughter. It's a simple truth Pastor Xavier wants to drive home in the last installment of his Sexual Purity series as he concludes a message drawn from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, The Real and Lasting Consequences of Sexual Sin. Let's listen. Three very clear reasons that Paul gives us here why we are to be sexually pure. The first reason is due to the nature of God. First, he says, God is Lord of all. The very word Lord implies ownership, control. But He's Lord of all as Creator. So He's Lord of all, even of the non-believer. But notice also that God is the Avenger of all. Not only Lord of all, but He's Avenger of all. Simply because He is Lord of all. That means He has power and control. He's the one who will carry out justice. For all. This reminds me of the scripture in Romans 12, verses 19 through 21, where Paul says, You know, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will recompense. And he's quoting Deuteronomy 32 35. He says, Don't take things into your own hands, you know, because you try to take vengeance, and the more vengeance you try to take, the less you're satisfied. Have you ever tried to get back at somebody? We have a phrase that says, I'm going to get back at you, I'm going to pay you back. Do you ever really pay anybody back? No. Do you even ever really get even? No. You know why? Because what has been done has been done and nothing can erase it. You never get even. You never get back. You only continue that thing more back and forth. But you never get even and you never get back. And so God tells us as Christians, you leave it in my hands. I know what's going on. I'll take care of things. That's trust and faith in God. That he's not only able to tell me how to live life, but he's able to take care of my life. Even in spite of the stupid mistakes I make, if I leave it in God's hands, he's able to take care of it. In his time. In his way. But notice also that God is the one who will judge every person who is guilty for sexual sin. That's the context. The categories are those that we find through verses 3 through 6. Verse 3, those who do not abstain from sexual sin. The second, those who are not spirit-controlled. Verse 4 and 5, they don't, they refuse to possess their body unto honor. The third, those who take vengeance or advantage and defraud their brother. In verse 6, they will give an account to God who is ready to judge 
the living and the dead, 1 Peter 4, 5 says. He's the judge of all. And so this is the first reason that Paul gives for obedience to sexual purity. It is due to the nature of God. Vengeance belongs to Him. He will bring absolute justice. The second reason is found in verse 7. He says, For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. He's called us to holiness. First, God didn't call us to uncleanness. This is a negative side. The express purpose and will of God is that we no longer be as we were in the past before coming to know Him. What were we? Very simply, we were unclean, living after the course of the world. We were children of disobedience, Ephesians 2.2 says. Then what did God call us to? He called us in holiness. Again, the word holiness is the same word as we found in verse 3 and in verse 4. There the word is translated sanctification. It is the word set apart. Set apart for God in a constant state of sanctification as an ongoing process. God's will is that we be set apart from sexual immorality and fornication. Verse 3. God's will is that we learn to acquire and discipline our bodies set apart to honor. Verse 4. God's will is that we set ourselves apart from the sexual boundaries that are not open to us. Verses 5 and 6. Very important. We're not to yield our members to unrighteousness anymore. Romans chapter 6, verse 17 through 19 says, but unto holiness. Why? Because we have the capacity. Galatians 5, 24, 25 says, we have reckoned, crucified, the works of the flesh, the passions of the flesh. Why? Because we're Christians. We walk in the Spirit. And so, Paul's second reason is due to the nature of our call. We're called in holiness. There's a third reason that he gives to us. It's in verse 8. And the third reason is due to the nature of the instruction. Listen well. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. The disobedience to the exhortation is the rejection of divine revelation in God himself, not man. And so when we reject the word of God and say, well, I'm the exception, you are rejecting God and his word. And the reason you reject God is because you reject His Word. You don't believe it. You believe there's a clause with your name on it. The word rejects means to disesteem, dis neutralize, or violate. It is used in a formal or legal sense of annulling a will, canceling it out. Jesus said, he that rejects you, rejects me. And whoever rejects me, rejects him who sent me. Same word. Are you saying that you don't care about the word? Or about God's will? That's what you're saying. If you walk out of here and continue to have sex with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Or someone outside of your husband or wife. That's what you're saying. 
You're also saying, I don't have to be accountable for my conduct. But we've already showed you that you're going to have to give an account to God one day or another. You are accountable. You see, this whole generation doesn't want accountability. For 25 years, we've lived out the Woodstock mentality. And we've sown to the wind, and we've reaped the whirlwind. And it's coming back. Let me read you a couple of scriptures out of Proverbs again. In Proverbs chapter 6, verse 24, he says, To keep you from the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of the seductress. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyelids. For by means of a heart that a man is reduced to a crust of bread. Mark that well, man. We're so tough. We're so bad. And then this little creature comes up, five foot one, 102 pounds, and wipes us out. It makes us some crusty, old, moldy bread instead of being a holy lump unto God. What do you do with stale, crusty bread? I surely don't eat it, do you? And the adulterers will prey upon his precious life. Can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned? The answer is obvious. Of course not. Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared? Of course not. So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her shall not be innocent. Go to chapter 7 there, verse 21. With her enticing speech, she caused him to yield. With her flattering lips, she seduced him. Immediately he went in after her as an ox goes to the slaughter. There's a picture of you men. Okay, here I go. Or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. Till an arrow struck his liver as a bird hastens to the snare. He did not know it. Would take his life. Jealous husband? Jealous boyfriend? You think it's impossible that he can come after you? If you think it is, you don't know man. You see, we never think because we're too busy living our life by feeling. What's going to make me happy now? What's going to give me the thrill? You know, you can jump out of an airplane without a chute, and it's pretty thrilling till the last foot. Then it's not so thrilling. The disobedience to the exhortation is the rejection of the divine enabling to live in sexual purity. Mark it well. Who has also given to us His Holy Spirit. It's not only a rejection of God, not man, by the rejection of His Word, but it's a rejection of the power of the Spirit that will enable you and me to be pure. You're not making use of the power that God gives you to live sexually pure. The word given is in the present tense. A continuous supply is available to you. Ephesians 5.18, 6.9, he says, Continue to be filled. Finally, my brother, be strong with the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. You refuse to do that. 
It is a sin against God in your body, 1 Corinthians 6 tells us. It is a quenching of the Spirit, 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says. Quenching means a limiting on what God's Spirit can do for you. It is a refusal to make use of all that's been given to you and myself pertaining to life and godliness, 2 Peter 1.3 says. It is a refusal to look diligent to the grace that God has given to you, so therefore you fall short of the potential, Hebrews 12.15 says. It is a charge against God's faithfulness saying that He has not shown you the way of escape that He promises to give you in 1 Corinthians 10.13. It is to charge God with tempting you rather than tempting yourself as James 1.12-15 says He cannot do. Instead of saying, I've made provision for my flesh according to Romans 13.14. You see, we do make provisions for our flesh and then we say, well, you know, I couldn't help myself. Sure you could. Why did you go over to, to her house at 3 in the morning? Why did you park? Why did you go over her house when she knows her parents weren't going to be there? We make provisions for our flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Zechariah 4, 6 says, Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Galatians 5, 22 is the fruit of the Spirit is love. Everything that has happened to your life, if you have fallen short, the only way you can live victoriously now, so that Satan doesn't condemn you, you don't condemn yourself, is to walk in the Spirit to not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Though you are forgiven, though you're made clean, you're new, if you do not walk in the Spirit, your life will be a constant attack by the enemy because he knows where you're falling short. And so you need to walk in the Spirit. You try to do it in your own power, you're never going to make it. You just never are. You're going to be up and down, up and down, happy one day, bad the other day, rather than trusting the power of God. And so the third reason is due to the nature of, our, of the instruction. It's divine. And if you disobey, you're rejecting the instruction divine, and therefore you're rejecting the divine one, God. And therefore you're rejecting the divine power that He's given to you to live victoriously. And you cannot come before God and say, you didn't help me. You understand? When we understand the scriptures as I'm sharing them with you, you know what? Then you quit making excuses. And you try a little harder. Jesus became a man to show you that He could overcome in a body that was weak and frail. Therefore, in the wilderness, He says, it is written. In that temptation through the wilderness, He showed you and me that you and I have no excuse for failure. None whatsoever. You don't have to fail. Am I preaching perfection? Never. But you don't have to fail. Because you can come to the throne of grace to find help and grace in time of need. It is written. What were his tools? He was praying at the baptism. The Spirit came upon him and he used the Word. You better be praying. You better be filled with the Spirit. You better know the Word of God. And if you don't, you're going to fall. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. Now, those are the three reasons Paul gives to us. I want to finish up with 
some real and lasting consequences to sexual sin. Listen to a young girl. I am a girl 18. I had expected to get married this month. My boyfriend broke our engagement because I can't have children. A few years ago, I ran around with a crowd. We were all very promiscuous. I contacted gonorrhea, but didn't know it. Last month, the doctor found it. Uh, he said, it will keep me from motherhood. I wish I were dead. Gonorrhea is so prevalent today that 50% of reported cases are among those under 25 years of age. In fact, between 10 to 20% of American students will contact gonorrhea or another transmitted disease before they graduate from high school. In spite of the facts of gonorrhea may be treated, 80,000 to 100,000 women per year are sterilized by damage due to the infection. Less frequently, in advanced cases, the gonorrhea's organisms will migrate to the bloodstream and cause crippling forms of arthritis, uh, meningitis of the brain, inflammation of the heart, damaged body parts. That's gonorrhea. Then you have syphilis. Each year, 30,000 new cases are reported. Those are the reported ones. Syphilis can go into a dormant state after a period of while and you don't even know it. Many people never discovered until many years after contracting it. Then there's herpes. It is estimated that 20 million Americans have genital herpes with 500,000 new cases identified each year. They don't go away. Sores, when present, are painful and irritating, but the biggest impact of the infection is the alteration of lifestyle. A Time article states, quote, As many doctors put it, it won't kill you, but you won't kill it either. It's there to stay. There's an entire army outside of the big three diseases, gonorrhea, syphilis, and herpes. Now you have chlamydia. The disease is much more stubborn than gonorrhea and more difficult to treat. It causes sterility, tubal pregnancy, and fatal death. Isn't it interesting that the solution to this is monogamy, like God said, one man, one woman. Every time a teenager says yes to sex, the trigger is pulled on Russian roulette. Unfortunately, more than one chamber is loaded now. Listen to this one girl. A soft-spoken 16-year-old adds this sad commentary about going all the way. After I lost it, I didn't feel pure anymore. After that wore off, and all I ever felt was since then was fear. You see, you can have the HIV virus. You can be a carrier. And you don't even know it. Safe sex is no sex until you're married. Every time you have sex with someone, you have sex with everyone they've had sex with and everyone they have had sex with. So let's just say you have sex with a person who has had sex with 10 people. And they each had 10 other people. Then you are, and, and, and you're a virgin, and he comes and has sex with you, or vice versa. You've just had sex with 100 people for the first time, your sexual experience. Now, why am I making this point? For one reason, to show you the power and the grace of God and the power of the blood of Jesus when he says he cleanses you in your white as snow. Not to condemn you, 
but to show you the power and the grace of God over your life. Nothing will cleanse you but the blood of Jesus. Every day in America, more than 3,000 teenage girls become pregnant. More than 1 million every year. Of this number, more than 80% are unmarried. More than half of the babies are aborted. The largest high school in um, Chicago, one-third of the female students were pregnant. People's study revealed that less than 50% of the teenagers would bear and raise a baby out of wedlock. In the last 20 years, a rare, uh, the rate of illegitimate births has skyrocketed from 15 to 51%. Even worse, 60% of the teenage girls who are pregnant today will be pregnant in two years. About half of the girls decide to give birth. The other half, approximately 400,000 teens, choose abortion. 100,000 girls have miscarriages. 490,000 have their babies. 96% decide to keep them. For many of the 470,000 unwed mothers, this locks them into a life of struggle and hopelessness. These are some real lasting consequences, people, and we're just touching the surface. Single people, young people, I pray that God speak to your heart as we spend this time in the series. God is the avenger of all sexual sin. God has called you and I to holiness. And God and the Holy Spirit are rejected when you disobey. Now, if you have given away your virginity, know that God can forgive you and cleanse you. Know that for sure. You need to repent. You cannot regain your physical virginity, but you can maintain your spiritual virginity from now on. Wait. If you haven't given your virginity away, then guard it well and walk in the Spirit and walk with Jesus. Obey Him. You won't regret it. If you have had to bear some of the physical consequences I have talked about, then know that God's grace is sufficient to get you through life. His grace is sufficient. You walk with Him, you obey Him, and you trust Him one day at a time. See, we have a very loving God, very compassionate, very merciful. And so I pray that as God deals with your heart regarding your sexual purity, that you would give your heart to God. Let me close the series by telling you this. The most powerful sex organ that you possess is between your ears, your brain, your imagination that God will cultivate. What's happened to us today in this generation, we've revealed everything and we have no room for the imagination any longer. We have nothing to look forward to. Everything has been laid out at the table. What a drag. What keeps you going in life is, man, there's another thing I need to conquer, another thing I need to do. And when you experience too much too soon, you burn out and get dissolution. You need to be renewed by the Spirit of God. You need to lift your heart to Him. He is able if you are willing. 
Pastor Xavier Reese with some encouraging words wrapping up our time for today, reminding us of the sufficient grace of God with respect to sexual purity. Now, you may be interested to know that today's presentation can be heard again anytime by way of the radio listings link at calvarychapelpasadena.com. And we do have copies of today's program available for those who'd like to request one. The title is Real and Lasting Consequences of Sexual Sin. Get in touch to receive this vital information Pastor Xavier has been presenting, warning of the consequences surrounding pre- or extramarital sex. We have it available on CD for just $4. Again, you'll be asking for the title, Real and Lasting Consequences of Sexual Sin. Request yours by writing, Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Again, that's Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please include the call letters of this station with your correspondence. That would be a great help to us in our efforts to monitor the effectiveness of this radio ministry. More on being faithful to God in dating and marriage next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Hope you'll be back. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com